Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. Still, still all of that, yeah. Still all of that. The greatest nation and the greatest success story on the face of the planet. You're listening to the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant. I am glad to uh, tell you. Well, hey, it's also surprising, too, that we're beyond the halfway point in um, January. Yeah, the first year of the month, uh, the first month of the year is um, it's just about gone. Then we'll be in February, and before you know it, we'll be knock, knock, knocking on uh, summertime's door. And, hey, you know, I'll be celebrating that summertime, or I'll be sharing or be in summertime in uh, Florida this time around. I'm relocating, folks. The show is relocating to Florida. And I think I've just about convinced everybody who is uh, close to me, uh, including my children and and um, my producer, Michelle, and her husband. I think I have pro- just about convinced all of them, all of them, to come and follow me. <laughs> Yes, follow me to uh, a new promised land. (laughs) I don't know if it's going to be Hutchinson Island for them, but it's going to be a promised land, a Hutchinson Island for me, at least for now, until I find uh, the place that I uh, truly want to live and with people I want to truly want to be with. And so um, let me tell you this, folks. Um, I am looking forward to our adventure this year, 2021. And I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say that it cannot be worse than 2022. Oh, hey, hey, friends, if you have a pulse, if you have lived any time, if you've lived beyond five years of age, you should know that things can always be worse than they are right now. I want to thank you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation daily right here on the C.L. Bryant show. Uh, this show is the um, is on the my our flagship station and uh, Red State, Red State Talk, which is the talk monster, the largest talk platform in the nation. And if you are traveling through Times Square, be sure to look up above the iconic Ripley's, believe it or not. And you will see the Red State Talk billboard there above Ripley's and every hour, 24 hours a day. God has blessed me to be looking back at you right there in Times Square. Okay. Okay, you know what? Sometimes uh, you, and I don't know what the heck's going on as far as, 
um, the ousting of President Trump is concerned. I do know that it was fraudulent. I know that. But I really don't know. We, none of us will know what the what the real crux of all that is, where that, you know, where the seat of that thorn in our flesh is. You know, I mean, you know, sometimes folks, sometimes we identify things that are painful to us. You know, as what it is when it's not, it's actually something else. It could be anything. Uh, it could be anything. It could be anything. But a lot of times, um, and and you know what? I thank God, especially for these Mondays, because I can reflect many times on what my pastor had to say about various things. And as you all know, I'm um, making every step that I can. Uh, as most of you know, most of you know, most of you are close to me anyway, uh, know that I am every, making every step that I can to reenter um, ministry more. I'm always a pastor. I'm always a minister, always that. But sometimes you're not the best witness with the path that you're choosing, a path that you've chosen. Sometimes the path itself uh, can actually take you adrift. And that that can happen. That can happen, especially when you step down from a pulpit and, and all these types of things. But most of you know, who are close to me, is that I am doing all that I can at this time to move back into uh, that genre that God has given me so effectively. And I'll always have that. And I always do that. I do that here on this show. But uh, it has come to me that I must be uh, much more engaged now because the times... Not only are they are changing, oh yes, they are changing. And I gotta have Michelle. We gotta get Malcolm, Malcolm on, Malcolm out loud on with me. I was on with him and uh, Denise D'Souza. We're gonna have Denise on the show uh, later this week. Uh, Dinesh's wife, and uh, then of course uh, Dinesh won't be far behind uh, her. So stay tuned. The show is really, I thank all of you for making it as popular as it has become uh, throughout the Fruited Plains and even globally. I get uh, text um, from people in other nations, at least three other nations, that uh, not, not, not talking Mexico or Canada either, but uh, across the Great Pond. Um, we're getting feedback from them. And the, the truth is, you know what? Um, and I don't know if I'll ever tell I, I may, I, I don't know, that opportunity may have passed by me, but the British are very interested in, in my type of TV and my type of show. So uh, I'm going to enter into negotiations with them on what we might be able to do across the pond. And as we move to Florida, of course, we will increase our um, exposure, certainly to the friendliest place on earth, uh, the friendliest city on earth, Orlando, and uh, down to Palm Beach, right above a different universe, which is Miami. I don't know if we'll be able to crack into Miami uh, unless I learn Spanish. <laughs> and uh, I'm trying. I got babble, but I'm not, a, I'm not you know, I should, I should, I should study more. If I just had someone to, to push me. And uh, I, I look forward to uh, that. And so here we are, speaking of Spanish, speaking of Spanish, speaking of Latin. They're back, or at least they soon will be. Oh, yeah, the Hondurans. 
and the Guatemalans and whoever else they bring along with them uh, as they journey toward the southern border of the United States again. Oh, did you not know? Huh? You must have known that if, in fact, the Democrats, the second term of Barack Obama was to take place, they'd be knock, knock, knocking again on the southern border of the United States. And, of course, uh, the Bidens, uh, the Biden administration, the Bidens, I, it, I just have it so well. You got to forgive me. You got to have to bear with me. I'm not going to be able to call him President Biden. I'm not going to be able to do that, okay? I'll be calling him Joe Biden, all right? You just might as well get used to it. You can say whatever you want. But I'll be calling him Joe Biden. I cannot call him president. The president is, a, is an office that uh, I really feel is next to sacred. At least it was. And you might say that, you know, well, a lot of presidents have done their best to demean it. And um, a lot of them have untarnished it. I mean, have tarnished it. Many have throughout history. But none like this one. And you're going to see just what the fiasco is going to look like not too many days hence. I assure you of that, especially when and see, I don't know uh, who's feeding these folks. I don't know who fed them before, but you don't mobilize that many people. You know, seven to 12,000 folks. Those types of people cannot mobilize without organization, food, water. Water, particularly. Food, uh, well, you might be able to kill or trap something on the way. I don't know. Somebody may drop you off something to eat, but uh, you're going to be traveling across desert. So you have to have ample water. Who's supplying this? Who's doing this? They're back. And they're back even before the inauguration of of, uh, Biden. Now listen, friends, I have had um, all types of friends, um, both Cuban, Mexican, Honduran, Guatemalan, you know, you name them, Dominican, uh, who have really been friends of mine. Really good friends of mine, but even they are saying. I mean, if they're if, when they're Americans, they're saying we got to stop this. American Mexicans, American uh, Cubans, American uh, uh, Hondurans are saying this ain't this 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 is not this is not going to fly. American Dominicans. This is just, uh uh-uh. They don't want to see this either. But what's good for the Democrats is bad for you. What's good for you, it's bad for them. And there will not be a better example of this than what we saw at the beginning of the Trump administration when we were able to actually, you do realize that went away. 
Huh? All of that, all of the people who were bombarding the 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 the, uh, the borders, our southern border. You you didn't realize that all that went, you know it went away. So, CNN stopped talking about it because it was a non sequitur. It was not. It's not even important. It went away. You didn't even notice it went away, did you? It's because of the Russian collusion and 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 all and the impeachment and all of that. You didn't even notice that the chaos that existed at the border when Barack Obama left office because people were trying to get in before he got out. Before he got before he got out there was a clamor at the border you didn't even realize it went away did you it's been gone three and a half years why why because the president took care of business there at the border but but they're back they're back, or at least they will be. They'll be back. And friends, I am going to tell you now that you can blame Donald John Trump for all kinds of things. But the K and see, once he laid down the the way American law was going to work at the border, that problem went away, even though they tried to accuse him of putting babies and people in cages and all this kind of thing down there. No, that was Obama. Obama even built the cages. Okay, So so once he laid down American law there on the border, the border problem that was happening at uh, Obama's out, uh, leaving, I wish he had been ousted, but no, it wasn't an ouster, he left. We did rebuff Hillary, and we elected DJT. We rebuffed Hillary and elected DJT. And they were doing everything they can to blame him with the chaos at the border. They were doing everything they can to take him out with Russian collusion and even impeachment over nothing. And they're trying to do it again. If you are paying attention, you must see how ludicrous this is. Because it is. It's ludicrous. Now, I think it's going to be exciting. I think it's going to be adventurous to be in the state of Florida when I move there here in just a little bit over uh, 50-some days now. A little bit over that. Um, You're going to see just how ludicrous this is. Yeah, you are. And uh, you're going to find out just what a game these Democrats have played with you and on you you have been and I've said it so many times hoodwinked swindled and you have been bamboozled by them and guess what the evidence of it is about to show up at your southern border again 
My good friend, uh, Dr. Alveda King, Evangelist Alveda King, will be on with me here in just a few minutes. Alveda is um, the niece of iconic and slain legendary civil rights leader, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., and um, I posted a little bit earlier a pic of she and I outside of my home church, um, the old Galilee Baptist Church, the old Galilee Baptist Church on Williamson and Snow Street. And they're in my hometown of Shreveport, Louisiana. And um, I want you to know that uh, this will be, uh, friends, a conversation that you're going to want to hear uh, here today. Alveda is going to always be a good guest, uh, always, always a good guest. And um, then uh, she's at 1124. And then I have uh, my friend uh, Harrison Floyd to talk about the impact of Trump and the black voices for Trump, the black vote, uh, the future of the black vote. And, of course, MLK. I want to talk about that with Harrison Floyd. He'll be on with me, uh, he's former director of uh, Black Voices for Trump. And, uh, of course, at 1244, uh, Minister Vivian Giles will read her original poem, The ABCs of uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. is written and read at the uh, MLK celebration on January 17th in 2016. And uh, Minister Vivian Giles will be with me from... Uh, the great state, the once great state, still the great state of Georgia. And so look forward to all of that and uh, bringing all of that to you today uh, right here live on the C.L. Bryant Show. Where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? I'm not really sure. But I do know that uh, all of you are engaged in the fight, so continue to fight the good fight. Continue to fight the fight. That's, that's, that's what we must do. We must continue to fight the fight. And the, the steps, if you're fighting it righteously, will be ordered by the Lord. Your steps will be ordered by the Lord. And and even though you may slip, you may have some flaws in your stepping. You may misstep sometimes. That happens to every human being. I don't care how self-righteous or you might be. It happens to you. But if, if if you are a believer, if you are fighting a righteous cause, if you are in a righteous battle, ask King David, ask Abraham, ask Solomon. Then your steps are ordered by the Lord, and the missteps are he corrects because he chastises those who he loves. And so as we make this journey, the question is going to be asked, where do we go from here? I don't know. I just know that our steps are ordered of the Lord. You're listening to the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant. Don't you go anywhere in the year of our Lord, 2021. I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL, back with you on this great day in the USA, and I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the CL Bryant Show. So glad that you could make it today. And hey, folks, we're all going to make it. We're going to be just fine. Yeah, we are. Well, today may actually mark the last full day of President Donald John Trump's um, stay in the White House, at least for now, (laughs) at least for now. And I want to um, say that you're going to miss him. We're going to miss him. We're going to miss him. We're going to miss him. There is no question about that. We're going to miss him. We're going to miss him. There's no question about it. And um, I believe, my friends, that when we look at uh, what will go on and how we will deal with the president, the new president, I believe that um, we need to take all of that with everything that's transpired. I think we need to take all of it with a grain of the salt that has been going on and that we have been flavoring these these untasteful things that have been happening. On with me is my good friend and uh, colleague, of mine, uh, the Reverend Dr. King, except she is Alveda, and uh, she is the niece of the legendary, the iconic uh, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King and the daughter of the Reverend A.D. King. She is evangelist extraordinaire, author, singer, and my good friend. Help me welcome back to the C.L. Bryan Show, Alveda King, how are you? I'm great, CL. Happy New Year. How are you? Doing fantastically well, and Happy New Year to you as well, Alveda. Listen, I, I caught you on Harris's new show just a little bit ago. Fabulous job. Let's continue that conversation, Alveda. As far as where does America go? Where where are we headed? Both of us were engaged with the president. You were right there with him on several historic occasions. Talk to us about what our nation looks like heading into 2021. We must go straight into the arms of the Lord. You know I'm a Christian evangelist. I'd have to take us right there. And uh, with that, I'm praying for everyone in authority, those who are elected, 
those who run corporations, uh, and every institution that exists in America and around the world. So we go straight to God. We don't abandon the assignments that God has given us. For example, you're going to see me hard at work fighting for the unborn in the womb, for the uh, criminal justice system, for the nonviolent offenders, and those who are innocent to get back home, to have the small businesses able to thrive and give jobs to people. I'm going to keep doing all of that, but I'm not going to do it in strife. I'm not going to do it in conflict. I'm going to do it in the strength and power of the Lord. Amen to that. And let me ask you this then, uh, Dr. King, when we look at this day that we celebrate your uncle's, we're celebrating your uncle's birthday, Martin Luther King Jr., did he envision us being past where we are racially, especially with attitudes? Now, Alvita, you and I have lived a little while you know we're young people who lived a long time that's what's happened and so and so but 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 didn't wouldn't you think that dr king uh, your uncle would have thought that we would have been further up the scale or up the ladder than we are at this point in time with our emotions and, and attitudes toward race in this country talk to us My uncle would have been blessed to see us even further along on the path, but we're hearing many, many people say now we are one blood and one human race, and that was not being said so much in his day. That's out of Acts 1726. So we have made some steps, and uh, we have to fight not to go back, but to continue forward, to love each other's brothers and sisters and not tear together as fools. We have to recognize that we are one human race, not separate races. You know about Ginger Howard and I wrote a book, We're Not Colorblind. And I did notice uh, at the King Center Awards program the other night, believe it or not, Lady Gaga said exactly the same thing. And I had told people, I said, she might say something that we need to listen and not turn off the television to hear. And so we have got to come together, understand that we are the human race and regard life from the womb to the tomb Let's... and have human dignity for everybody to see Let's talk about from the womb to the tomb, uh, Alveda, because I know that you're a champion of uh, the unborn and their rights. We see an administration coming in, and I'm with you. I don't, I don't want to be in conflict uh, with, with anyone. I don't live, want to live in peace with every man. But when they mm-hmm. began to attack our values and when they attack the unborn, is there a coming fight that we're going to have to call upon uh, people of faith, Christians in particular, to help us fight when it comes to the unborn with the incoming administration? Talk to us. I have to keep reminding us and those, especially those of us who uh, work in the, uh, in the, the plat- on the platforms of faith, it's not going to be by might nor power. It's going to be by the spirit of living God. Queen Esther, for example, when Mordecai was getting ready to wipe out a whole nation and she fasted and prayed and God opened the eyes of even the pagan king that she was married to. So we have to Daniel thrown in the lion's den. And the pagan king says, oh, Daniel, is your God able to deliver you? And Daniel says, either he is or he isn't, but I'm not going to abandon him. And so that's where we honestly have to be. The fight is spiritual. That doesn't mean we, that we need to vote. And it didn't make, you know, even with everything that happened with the elections, still get out and vote again. People don't abandon the privilege of, of voting. That's very important. So we, we wage the war but with weapons that are not carnal. So that means we tell the truth without losing our temper. We tell the truth without telling people they're filthy and they're going to go to hell. 
you know, even though that's true, if we don't change our lives, we will go to hell. I don't think I've abandoned that. It's true. But we have to live Christ in front of people. We, and that's, that, that's hard to do because we want to tell people how wrong they are. We don't want to tell people how right God is. Wow. That's the thing. Wow. You know, you know what, Alveda, you know, I love the direction that uh, the, the, the people of faith are going and you're guiding that even on this conversation today, because you are saying to us, it's not by our own strength. It's not by our our own will, but it's by his strength, his might, and that the battle for the unborn and the battle for anything, as far as we as people in this country are concerned or even people of the world are concerned it must we must realize it is a spiritual warfare is let let me back in it's the battle for the sea a lady dr patricia morgan in the 90s i bought her book i don't know if it's still out there she was a friend of uh, dr miles monroe now the battle for the seed and the children for example even with this transgender movement you know it's moved over to the children not knowing what they want to be or how they were born and nobody's teaching the truth of the word of God to them. And so God is showing me that he's just as angry about babies being ripped out of the womb and ripped apart as he's as he is with minors who the laws are trying to take away the authority of the parents and telling them you're gonna to have to let your children have amputate body parts. God said y'all are messing with the children and God does not like that. So that compassion and understanding and wisdom has a long way to go in all of this. Is, and, uh, we have to see what's happening. We exist it with the word of God in faith as humble, repentant people. You know, Alveda, it appears that this sexual, in, in our day, it was the sexual revolution. Sex is still yeah. on the table. There's no question about it. But it has evolved into something that you and I never saw coming as far, far as it's this sinister. Is. It's so sinister. And me, you know, it's your thing. You can do what you want to do and free love and all that. The Beatles were singing all the stuff they were singing. All that was going on in the 60s and then moved into the 70s. Then in the 80s, uh, I was listening to a song the other day. I told my son, I was, it was me and Mrs. Jones or another one. Oh, yeah. Uh, the last time I felt like this, I was falling in love. I said, that was about two people committing adultery, son. So even though that song was pretty, it was about a mess. So we so we, we really did help plant the seeds, unfortunately. This so true. we have to confess, man up, woman up. Just We have repented, but we need to be clear that the righteousness is coming from God. And stand in that with love and compassion. For those who have not yet heard, we can't be like Jonah. You know, God told Jonah, go over there to Nineveh and tell that king if he keeps doing it, I'm going to wipe him out. And Jonah's pretty much was like, I'm not doing that because you're going to forgive them and they don't need to be forgiven. Right. We don't get to make those decisions for God. Oh, my. Don't. oh my, you know what, Alveda, you said a whole bunch there, girl. <laughs> oh, let me tell you, you preaching, woman. You preaching. I know, just think about it. You've been preaching it, too. We, we know the same message, but we just have to remember. We have to. Yeah. Michelle, you lost her. Are, is she there? Michelle? I'm still here. I'm okay. Here. You know what? Uh, let me ask you this. Um, in we, when we talk about, you and I... Uh, 
you know, same age. We're right in the same age. I know your birthday's coming up. You're just a couple of years older. You're just a few years older than me. Uh, you know, but then, like I said, we're young people. You're just, you're, you're, we're young people who have lived a long time, folks, and we reflect on things uh, in a youthful way. Let me ask you this, Alvita. We have actually seen racism. You and I, with our own eyes, we have seen it, the ugliness of it. And I've asked you this before on the show, but I want you to reiterate uh, this. How is it that our young people, young people today, black and white, you know, feel as though they are somehow reliving or can even relive or identify with the, with the, the, the lifestyle that existed for us when we were coming along? It's different and yet not different because the battle over skin color is on such a low frequency and it's an unholy, ungodly frequency because regardless of skin color, we're still one blood and one race. But how will anybody know if somebody doesn't teach that? And so with the young people seeing people fight over skin color and the resurgence of the white supremacists, they have tried to reteach their own young people. And yet, but they already know it's not true. The young people know, even though they try to embrace it, they know it's not true. So we have to teach truth. Truth has to be taught in every generation. People have to be awakened in every generation. And then as we pass the torch, we still stay on the field with the younger ones. And we're on the field together, marching towards the same objective. Elvita. And so as, as we keep teaching that field, but, you know, I'm going to have to hang up in a minute. Yeah, Can I, tell I know you, you got to go. Nation now. I know I'm you got to go. Nation. God bless you, and Fox we'll be Nation. on with you. We'll be listening to you. Okay. God bless you. God All keep right. you. Fight the good fight. We love you. God bless. Bye. Bye-bye. I'm CL. This is the C.L. Bryant Show. That was my good friend, Alveda King, and she had to run. I think she has to go do uh, Fox and Friends or something. Not Fox and Friends, but, uh, but you know, they tape a lot of this stuff. And so uh, she's got to go do some taping. But, but, hey, she made room for old C.L. here for about 10, 15 minutes. And I guarantee you that our interview with her is the interview that is the best. <laughs> oh, you're listening to the C.L. Bryan Show, and I'm so glad to be on with you uh, here today. And um, there's so much. Coming up at the top of the hour will be Harrison Floyd. Uh, Harrison will be talking to us about where do we go from here? Life after DJT, life after Trump. And and there will be, and I, I, you know what, just the other day, not just, I mean, just the other day, I um, was talking to one of my friends, uh, and, and and I hope this, I hope the, you know, and you'll know who you are if you're listening. I know you listen regularly. But I was talking to one of my friends, and uh, they said to me, now I could be wrong, and I hope I am. But this is how diehard some of us are now. This is how diehard some of us are. They said to me, you know, I, you know, I, I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know what, you know, how he's going to do it. But I believe he's going to pull it out. I think, I believe he's, he's Trump, will, he's Trump, Trump will still be. Ah. <laughs> uh, in case none of you got the memo. 
the president, Donald John Trump, and yes, he is the only legitimate president of the United States. He is the only legitimate president of the United States. The only one. The only legitimate one. Because we did not audit this election, and then with all the questions swirling around uh, 75, 75 million votes that came in for Trump and 80 million <laughs> that supposedly came in for Joe Biden. No, uh, those kinds of numbers with just exorbitant type of numbers, well, you must audit. So in my mind, President Trump is still the only legitimate president of the United States, but friends, in case you did not get the memo, the president is leaving the White House tomorrow. And he'll be leaving on Air Force One, headed for his adopted home state, soon to be mine, Florida. Yes, I'm going to. I'm I'm moving lock, stock, and barrel. The farm's got to stay here in Louisiana, but I'll be coming back and forth uh, to the farm. See about it? Just to hang out. I may even put a home down there. I mean, another home. I got a home down there, but another home. And... Um, I am saying to you, life after Trump... It's going to be different. We're going to talk to Harrison Floyd about that uh, at the top of the hour. But make no mistake, and those of you who are still holding on to whatever, the president himself it says it's over. So let's uh, just move on, move along now until two twenty-four. Oh, we took our best shot. He took his best shot. It was good that he did, but you better remember that no good deed goes unpunished. And um, what the president tried to do was good. It was a good deed. What the president did was a good deed. Yeah, it was a good deed. And so this is what we got to look forward to. We have got to look forward. Or this is what we have to look, this is what we have to look forward to. And that is the southern border being stormed and the <laughs> reversals of fortunes for business in this country. Yeah, the reversal of fortunes for business in this country. When you roll back the Trump business, when you roll back the Trump um, uh, when Joe Biden rolls back all of the revisions that Trump had made, you'll see. So you came and changed my life. You thought 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. CL Bag with you on this great day in the USA. Thank you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation here daily on the CL Bryant Show. Dr. Alveda King was on with me uh, just a little bit ago. Um, and she was saying that this battle, and you know, everybody, even Madonna, uh, Lady Gaga, as um, Alveda was Alveda was saying, they're all pointing toward uh, a spirituality that they see. Now, this is, and listen, I'm talking to you Christians now. I'm talking to you Christians now because remember the deception that Christ told us about. What will be the signs of the end times? Uh, delusion, deception, delusional, deceived and delusional people. And don't think that people can't become deceived and delusional when it comes to spiritual things. If, in fact, there is not the proper guidance in spiritual ways. Now, this is going to be a conversation I'm going to get into right here. And I'm going to talk about it a little bit further. And we're going to be getting into this because Christian folks are going to have to see this and, and, and understand this too in order to withstand uh, the things that are about to come up on uh, them in the very near future, not too many days hence. Because this spiritual, this spiritual thing, and, and this uh, um, combined with the need and the desire that I'm okay, you're okay, type of society to come about, where there are no rights, there are no wrongs, there, there, there's, there's only relativism. It's all relative. And it's all basically based on how you feel about relative. Therein, you you link then a new uh, spirituality where uh, everybody is somebody in the spiritual realm. And everybody is somebody in the spiritual realm, but everyone should not be... uh, let's say, meshed in with the Judeo-Christian ethic. All of it doesn't mesh with the Judeo-Christian ethic. What doesn't mesh with that? Relativism. The Judeo-Christian ethic cannot 
stand. It does not bear. It will not bear. And it, uh, it cannot operate properly in a relativist, relativistic a relativistic uh, society. And that's where we're headed right now. We're headed to a society that everything is relative. And the society that we live in, the Judeo-Christian society that we live in, it will not sustain us that way. Because this nation is not designed to operate that way in a relativist type of fashion. And so what you are seeing and what we were describing with, uh, you know, Gaga and and what we see with 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 Madonna and and people like that and and all the the different spiritual type people, Oprah, 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 all the different types of spiritual type peoples that are coming about, I am telling you that a strong delusion is about to take place. I'm glad God has shaken me awake in time to be a watchman on the wall and all the watchmen who know better. And you know your word. You know the word of God. You should be there too. But because of the relativism the I'm okay, you're okay, I feel good, you should feel good, I shouldn't do anything or say anything to make you feel uncomfortable because that has seeped into so deeply into the American fabric. We now have what we call um, um, a society coming up behind us of snowflakes. Cannot bear the heat of day. It gets hot in their kitchen quickly. And what do they do? They bail out. There's still room to learn how to face it. And folks, I promise you, if you want to face it and it's broken, I know somebody who can fix it. God can fix it. Yeah, he can. But this new spiritualism that's entering into our nation at this point in time, this new spiritualism that is definitely there. And I I do believe it's going to cause a lot of confusion because it will be so counterfeit It will be such a good counterfeit that it will hasten the days, I think, that that might need be shortened. Or else the very elect will, will be fooled. And you need to keep in mind, since you're saying that, no, Satan cannot cast out Satan. You'll know You'll see for yourself. Evil cannot cast out evil, nor does it talk against darkness. Since you're saying that. And so you'll know. Because you, if you listen, you will hear voices saying that you know better. 
And then you will have a choice. America, you had a choice. And you chose this. And all of you thinking that uh, the president is uh, somehow going to go back into the White House. No, no. We chose a long time ago not to stand up on in mass against those who were beating him up. You wanted this. And I, I said, I said um, the last time that I was on live, and I'm on every day, folks. I'm not on live every day. I'm on every day, but I'm not on live every day over Red State because I travel a lot. I travel a lot, and there's a lot that I'm trying to get ready to do and about to do, and I'm about to shove off to uh, Florida to relocate down there and all of that. And, uh, in fact, a couple of weeks from now I'll be down there again just to, you know, um, study it out real good and make sure I got it all right in my head. Um as to how we're going to do this. Then I've convinced everybody to come, just about everybody to come along with me and let's do this together. And the Lord will bless us together. Let's do it. Carry the message to the sunshine state. Yeah. Um, Treasure coast. It's where I'll be there at Hutchinson Island, uh, Florida, right there. Oh, I can't wait. To, oh man. To hear the, the waves crashing and the beach, the birds, the burping or chirping or, Seagulls flying. Can't wait to see it. Can't wait to do it and be a part of it. Now, coming up is Harrison Floyd and and friends. I'm uh, saying to you, it's going to be a full day uh, on this uh, MLK day. It's It's a federal holiday. I wonder if MLK ever thought, if Dr. Martin Luther King ever thought that there would be a holiday named after him. They'd ever be celebrating his day. I tell you what I don't think he ever thought is that Black folks would take off work to celebrate his day. Oh, yeah, it's a big barbecue day. Uh, you know, it's a big get-together day and all that kind of thing. You know, like Juneteenth. That's way Martin Luther King Day is. Okay? But I wonder if he even wanted, would have wanted people to do that. Since seeing how it is, we fought so hard to get those jobs. Yeah, I guess it's. I guess it would be fitting to take off and honor the person who actually um, laid it down for it. I wondered if he would question. I wonder if he would question, are we prostituting that? Have we prostituted? I wonder what he would actually say and think of a Jesse Jackson as to how Jesse went, how Maynard Jackson went, Andy Young. I wonder what he would say about uh, a Reverend Al Sharpton. I wonder what he would say about Warnock, uh, Raphael Warnock, who actually preaches from his pulpit. I don't believe that King would have embraced socialism, although I do believe that at the time there were many uh, black people who felt that uh, anything would have been better than what was going on in the Jim Crow South. You know what I'm saying? I believe there were black people who thought anything would be better than the Jim Crow South. And so there it was, Marxism, Maoism, you know, all of that was out there back then. And all of it was examined. 
by civil rights leaders and, and, and people like me. I didn't realize until maybe just 30 years ago that, you know, the NAACP had actually turned into a Marxist organization. And it had. It, it had turned into that. And I realized that I was supporting uh, and actually uh, driving Marxist ideas as president, two-term president of the NAACP. And then that's when I made the decision. It was a fateful one. In fact, it led me to right where I am right now. It led me to, it, it, it led me to here. It led me to this. The awakening did. And if the awakening can come for others, as it did for me, and as it done, has been done for many, then, my friends, I have to tell you this. I want that awakening to continue in every realm we can talk about in this physical or spiritual, whatever realm we're talking about, financial. I want the awakening to continue because that's the only way we're going to see how much we stand to lose. And that's if the awakening continues. What I fear is about to happen, though, is that all of you Unless you have a mind to battle, unless you have a mind to fight, all of you are about to be lulled back into that opiate type of existence that the people are lulled into when they are misled religiously and spiritually. When the Judeo-Christian ethic is abused, there is an opiate type of feeling that falls over a nation. America, it may fall again on you. I'll be back. We'll talk about it after the break. I'm CL. Don't go anywhere. I'm just a pilgrim on this road. Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. 
the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. Thank all of you for coming along as we build the Bridge to Conversation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show daily, coast-to-coast, border-to-border, around the globe, over Red State, Red State Talk Radio, the largest talk platform in the nation and most listened to. Traveling through Times Square, look up above Ripley's Believe It or Not, that iconic building is also home to the Red State Talk billboard there in Times Square. And 24 hours a day, seven days a week, uh, I'm blessed to be looking back at you, the C.L. Bryant Show, and old C.L.'s face looking back at you in Times Square. Thank you so much for coming along with us, making the show as popular as it has become. Well, friends, I dread to say it. I I never thought I would be saying it, but I am saying it. It is now time to examine and to reflect and possibly even consider what life is going to be like after Trump. And uh, helping me uh, to talk about that here today is someone who actually got me involved with the campaign, uh, Black Voices for Trump, but we became friends. And I really admire this young man. Uh, You're going to like him, too. Help me welcome to the show, former director of uh, Black Voices for Trump, my good friend Harrison Floyd. Welcome to the C.L. Bryant Show. How are you, friend? DL, as always, it is a pleasure and a privilege to be with you. I miss you so much, and thank you so much for having me on the show. Thank you, my good brother, for being there with me. And uh, listen, man, I want you to tell folks from your perspective just uh, what the Trump effect and on the black vote has been. I don't think anybody can talk to us about it in the way that you can. So talk to us about it. Well, uh, historic, that's the word to use. Um, I know a lot of folks heard it regularly through the the campaign. We were always doing historic things, the first to do that, you know, monumental moment here or there. But, you know, we really just came out the gate swinging. We did something that no one thought would be possible. Even Joe Biden had to come out and say that we were overperforming, whatever that means, with uh, the black community. And um, we really banged it out the park. You know, we got more non-white votes than any president since um, the 1960 election, Nixon and Kennedy. Um, We change the way I think politics is going to be done when it comes to engaging with the black community, with minority communities just in general. And we really put a bruising on the Democrats and, you know, they had to go out and do things that you're not supposed to do to be able to win in uh, areas that are predominantly black. So we, it, historic, historic is the only, only uh, way to uh, phrase or say it, you know, we, uh, no matter how you look at this election, everyone was talking about black folks. Democrats, Black Lives Matter, they were talking about black folks. The GOP, talking about black folks, how we're going to win the black vote. We're overperforming. We're doing great. It's, it's phenomenal. Right. They were terrified. They were truly terrified. And, folks, I just, with the percentages, as, uh, you know, Harris and I both know something very bad must have happened. But uh, we'll deal with that at another time at an, uh, another 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 station. We'll talk about that. We've just beat it to death uh, here on uh, this show. Let me ask you this. Uh, when we look at the thing that you and I did everything we possibly could to avoid uh, happening in this country. And you being uh, someone who has worn the uniform, one of our very finest Marines, uh, let me ask you this. 
when we look at the possibility of our nation trending toward socialism, is that just something that we run around waving our hands in the air about with our hair on fire? Or Harrison Floyd is my special guest. Talk to us about is that real? I mean, are we are we sitting on the fence with that? Talk to us. We're not sitting on the fence, CL. It's here. Um, I'm very sad to say that. That really hurts my heart. Something that we work really hard to try and prevent. But if you go and look at downtown Washington, D.C., or you look at a lot of other major cities, you see buildings that are boarded up that boarded up that were once thriving. You see a lot of graffiti and propaganda written all over the place and places that are annexed squared off and you're not allowed in if you don't think a certain way or speak in a, a certain language, you know, and um, it's unfortunate that socialism has uh, arrived. AOC and all those folks, they got what they wanted. But what gives me hope is that this is the greatest country on earth. We fought socialism abroad. I think we'll be able to handle this here. They're not going to be able to execute and deliver the agenda that they want in a uh, prosperous way. And it's going to open a lot of people's eyes. It's going to scare a lot of people, I think. And uh, we've already seen you know, censorship on social media, not just the president, but myself. I think the shadow band was losing yeah. followers. I'm sure you yeah. were too, yeah. right? And yeah. so we're seeing it in our culture, popular culture with celebrities and the cancel culture. And you can't keep up with this stuff, you know? Every day it's something new and folks are going to get real tired of it and they're going to start pushing back. You know, Harrison, it's, it's so weird. It feels so weird to be shadow banned because uh, you know that you sent that thing out and normally that the stuff goes out, but all of a sudden, Folks aren't seeing you. They're they're not hearing you, and all of a sudden your numbers go down, and and all this kind of thing, man. And and let me let me let me de- let's deal with this. You're a young husband, uh, father, you know, all this type of thing. Let me let me let's deal with this question. Uh, and here I am. I've raised my family. I have grandchildren now. But let me let me ask you this about your. Uh, marriage as far as the young people, your generation, uh, and you're my son or, you know, same age. Uh, How do you see America if we don't turn this thing around? What what do we do? What do you do? Uh, Hey, I've I've come down the road a long way, but you you're still uh, coming down that road. Talk to me. Um, I see the country looking similar to, uh, you remember that movie Fifth Element with Bruce Willis? I remember it. Um, <laughs> and there was a part with Chris Tucker and you're like, what is going on here? What are these people doing? I feel like it's going to be a hybrid of the Fifth Element and Hunger Games. Somewhere in between there is where reality is going to lie for a lot of us. But, uh, I am concerned, um, with not only the way society is going to go and what we're allowing and viewing to be acceptable into our consciousness, but also the way that the government is going to um, qualify or quantify some of these social issues into bringing them into law. Again, I think that just like under Obama, he had what the House and the Senate for only two years, and um, he ran through things American people didn't want and in a way that they didn't want it and it didn't stick and he ended up losing both House and the Senate. So um, I think it's going to be the same thing. I think the Biden-Harris 
coaching is going to be very aggressive. They're going to try and get through as much as they can before the people turn on them. But I think there will be a turn. So that gives me hope. But the other issue, you know, is with a lot of young folks, they don't pay attention to the details and we need more civics lessons uh, in detail civics lessons in this country. So, um, I, I think people are segmenting and fracturing into smaller subgroups, but in the end, we are America, God, we're in God's favor, and um, we're going to get it right. And I know 75 million of them uh, voted for Donald John Trump. I don't know where that other 80 million came from, but uh, that's another. we'll talk about another time, folks. We beat it to death, and we'll talk about another time. But just the same, the I, have on, <laughs> I, I have on with me my friend, uh, Harrison Floyd, uh, director, former director, Black Voices for Trump, and then my words, these are my words alone, uh, the only legitimate president of the United States at this point is Donald John Trump. And uh, so when we look at the future then of the black vote, Harrison, with the uh, type of platform and stage that is being set up, is it then, uh, in your estimation or opinion, that uh, they are wanting to try and reclaim that which we wrestled out of their hands uh, here in this last election, only to be foiled by, you know, nefarious types of things. But, but Harrison, with the failure that you predict of socialism, will the black vote remain uh, vigilant? Will it, has it, has it, does it have its eyes open now? It does not have its eyes open now, but it will shortly. Um, I'm sure you might have seen a video of the migrant caravan coming up from Honduras. Yes, we're going to see a lot. We're going to see a lot more of that, just like we did during Obama's administration. Uh, Joe Biden already mentioned giving amnesty to dreamers and uh, these illegal immigrants. So I think what you're going to see is a shift now. Democrats are about to trade us off. They're going to go from focusing on black folks and a black vote to bringing in all these migrants and these illegals and trying getting them citizenship as quickly as possible and getting gaining those new votes. I think that is where the new game is at. I personally don't think the black vote is, for right now, with the Democrat agenda, it's not going to have the umph that it had before. But what gives me um, confidence and support is that once blacks who've been... Uh, I don't want to say held captive, but have been so entrenched in Democrat policies, their eyes will become open to this shift in trend, and they're going to switch over to the GOP uh, or this, uh, it looks like a Patriot Party is starting uh, to emerge. I think we're going to see a lot of black Democrats like Vernon Jones starting to emerge in 2024. Uh maybe during or just after. And I think 2026 and 2028 is going to be the real litmus test for the black community and the black vote. I am looking to hook up with Vernon here real soon. In fact, Michelle's working on putting that together now. And I think you're spot on as far as he being a different voice in the Democrat Party. I think he's somebody that, that you and I might be able to work with. I'll, in fact, I'll talk to you about that off uh, offline. Uh, Harrison, let me then ask you this as we um, uh, begin to wind down uh, the, the conversation here today. Man, I want to thank you so much for, for coming on uh, with me uh, today. Does this then boil down to surviving 
I'm talking about as conservatives, um, black, red, yellow, black, and white, name your stripe. Two years until we can get to midterm elections. And and how much damage can uh, the AOCs and the Pelosi's, Chucky Schumer and uh, Biden and Kamala, who is the de, de facto president of the United States, how, 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 how much damage can they do in that two-year span? So that's actually a really good question. I haven't heard anyone talking about that yet. And um, also, before we go, thank you for having me on, CL. I really appreciate it. And um, you're the first person I've spoken to, and I'm looking forward to chatting with you some more, my friend. Um, so in terms of damage, I don't think they're going to be able to get a lot of damage done. Um and the reason why is whatever they're going to do in package, they got to be able to sell it to the American people. And what the American people really want right now is to start winding down. We want to get back to normal. We're tired of the craziness. We're tired of the fear mongering. Uh, we just want life to be normal and to feel good. Democrats can't do that. Emotions and the fear mongering is always their angle, the race baiting. So whatever they have to present that's actually going to get passed and put forward and not quite frankly, piss people off, it's going to have to be palatable. I don't think they're going to be able to do that on a big scale. In terms of surviving, I think uh, the black community and black conservatives in uh, particular, we got to just come together. You know, this is not a black Democrat, black Republican thing anymore. This is not, you know, who's the, the, the coon thing anymore or Uncle Tom. This is about, you know, <laughs> Black folks will not have a voice in this country if Joe Biden is allowed, this administration is allowed to bring in all these illegal immigrants, make them citizens and give them the power to vote, like 11 million of them or something like that. Like there is no black vote anymore. So um, in terms of surviving between now and 2022, 2024, it's not surviving. It's coming together. I think it's uniting like what Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. would have wanted. And it's uh, saying with a loud voice, you know, we built this country and we're not going to let it. You you can't just take it from us and and do uh, whatever you want with it. I think that's where we have to be on this. Harrison Floyd on this Martin Luther King uh, birthday celebration day, a national holiday. I don't, doctor. I don't think Dr. King would have ever foreseen that. But hey, he has, uh, he has um, uh, certainly elevated himself, rightly so, to uh, that stature in American history. And I'm really glad to have shared that this day, portions of this day, with you, Harrison Floyd. God bless you. God keep you, man. Uh, fight the good fight. I know that you will because you are fighting the good fight. Thank you for being on with me here today, brother. Hey, not a problem at all. Anytime, CL. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryan Show. Back, my friends, was Harrison Floyd. Harrison Floyd, former director of Black Voices for Trump. In fact, he got me involved uh, with that, and I'm certainly glad that he invited me uh, to come on board uh, with the campaign and uh, the president and all that. I had known the president. I had met the president a couple of times. Uh, before, well, he was candidate Trump then, and I met him uh, before he was ever candidate Trump. Um, you know, in fact, Hannity, um, myself, Hannity, Don King, Pastor Daryl Scott. In fact, we were at Pastor Daryl Scott's church um, 
when I first did a television hit with the president on stage with him and Don King. And, uh, but I had met him years before in New Orleans, Louisiana, long before he became candidate. He was talking about becoming running for president, you know. And I interviewed him for the first time then. We had just, it was about seven, seven or eight years ago now uh, that I first met him down in New Orleans face to face. And so um, I'm glad to have been a part of that campaign. God knows what the future holds. I don't have any clue about that. But uh, God knows what the future holds. And so it's all, if, if, if let the steps be ordered. Yeah, I, I believe that so much that the steps of the righteous, and I'm not talking about you self-righteous, I'm talking about righteous, the steps of the righteous, those, who, those of us who know that we are nothing without him, you see. And, and uh, those of us who have a lot to thank him for because we have been forgiven of a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those of us, th- th- that's who I'm talking to. I'm talking about those of us who know you've been redeemed. Uh, yeah. Like me. That's who I'm talking to. I am saying to you, you had better understand just what a blessing it is to be in this country right now. Now, I'm saying that in light of this, where will we be six months from now? Especially recognizing and realizing that there are hordes of people from the south of the border who heard the clarion call of the Pied Piper, Joe Biden, and Kamala Harris saying the borders will be open, storm them. Yeah, what will it look like six months from now? For you, Caucasian American, for you, Black American, for you, Latino American, for you, American, 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 what's it going to look like six months from now? If uh, uh, Uncle Joe has his way, what's it going to look like then? You better wake up because the America that Harrison Floyd and I just talked about, the one that we just described, friends, I am telling you, it can go away. Yeah, and it can go away right quick. And it very well could. While you watch. I'll be back. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot... 
Alexa, stop. CL back with you on this great day in the USA, and truly it is that, no question about it, still a great day in the USA. I'm so glad uh, to uh, be here with you today. I just think that this is our opportunity. Now, some people may uh, feel as though paradise is lost and that America is on its skids and on the backside, but every day that I wake up and the the sun is still shining and I still find myself uh, not in handcuffs in some place like a concentration camp where they want to reprogram me, re-educate me. And you do know that's exactly what they will do because uh, you and I, conservatives, and I know I have liberals listening to this program, but they're going to re-educate you too because you're not quite what they want you to be either. And I'm certainly not. Uh, every day I find myself not in some camp being deprogrammed or being uh, reprogrammed or not being brainwashed. That's a good day. It's a good day that I can fight against that ever happening. And you might as well say it now. You might as well declare where you are right now. You might as well bring, let, if we got to fight this fight, then this is the fight that we want them to fight. Let's make them fight it. Are you hearing me? If this is the fight that they want to fight, then let's make them fight it. Are you hearing me? Hey, friends, uh, I've never been uh, a bad guy or I've never been even a tough guy, but I was not some guy that bad guys or even guys who thought they were tough bothered. Why? Because of that attitude. I got it from my father. He, he drilled it into me. He said, son, if there's, if there's a fight that you can't get away from, you can't walk away from, if they want to fight that fight, son, fight it and hit as hard as you can. Fight it and hit as hard as you possibly can. Dad was the one who taught me how to punch through. <laughs> Those of you who are in fight game know what I'm talking about. So Americans, here we are. We, here we are. At a point where uh, the question has to be, to you and to me, if they or, or the statement has to be coming from you and me, if they want to fight this fight, then this is the fight that we're going to fight. This is how it's going to work. Okay? If they want to fight this fight, make them fight that fight. Make them wish they had never bothered you the way they did. And Americans, believe me, they have bothered you. And you've got to show them. Not 
to do that. Stay on your side of the room. Stay in your lane. Sit at your table. Don't bother me. Americans, I I know that it's it's a tough stance to take. That stance you better take. You're not helping me at all. Okay? Don't bother me. Huh? Joe Biden is not going to help you at all. But he is going to want to bother you. Oh, and you had better had to listen, uh, black Americans and American Latinos. You had better hear what Harrison Floyd had to say to you. Oh, you, you haven't seen nothing yet. You just wait till Biden and Harris open those gates and that cheap labor floods across those borders. Oh, you're going to wish. You're going to miss Donald Trump because he had that thing at check. I know that your memory is short, so let me remind you what I said in the first hour Y'all had forgotten the chaos that was down at the border when Donald Trump became president of the United States. Y'all had forgotten that, hadn't you? You had forgotten that because of Trump's tough stand on that border down on, 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 on the border, the tough stand that he made on the border. Y'all had forgotten. Have you forgotten that? That thing went away for three and a half years. Trump solved that problem in less less than a year. Trump had the border secured. The wall was being built and the hordes, the masses and masses of people. For those of you in Grand Cane, when I say hordes, the masses of people. They had dissipated. They went back to where they were. I guess they melted into Mexico. I don't know. Maybe they went back to Honduras. I don't know. But I know this. They left the border. But knock, knock. They're back. At least they will be. They'll be clamoring at the fences. And Mexico, seems like Trump was a friend to me. Because as long as he was in office, you didn't have this problem at your northern border. And Americans, we didn't have this problem at our southern border. In fact, old Joe is saying that he's going to put us right back in the Paris uh, Treaty Accord, in that Paris Accord. Which means that you business people out there who experienced for the last three and a half years the benefits of uh, deregulations that uh, Trump had rolled back for you, well, they're back too. At least they will be very soon. Uh, As soon as he leaves uh, being sworn in as president of the United States, you business people, you might as well uh, pack your bag because it sounds like you're taking your business back to where? China. Or Indonesia. That's all in the plan, too, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Joe wants you to go back to China. 
That's the deal. Oh, and hey, uh, by the way, you little countries down like, like Taiwan and all you little folks down there like that, Jap- Japan, uh, Joe ain't your friend. He's the friends of the Chinese, though. And call this uh, disharmony or somebody who's uh, not going along to get along and who believes that the, the election was stolen. Yeah, I said that. I will say this, too. Joe Biden, as far as I'm concerned, unless there's an audit of his past election, which there won't be. Joe Biden will never be regarded by me as President Joe Biden. He'll be Joe Biden since he's not Senator Joe Biden anymore. I might call him Senator. I might call him Senator. Senator Biden. Oh, yeah, that, that'd be great. I'll call him Senator, never President. Because that's all he ever was. Joe has never been anything other than a senator of a very small state. And now you are about to inaugurate him as president of the United States. <laughs> yeah. No, that ain't even special. That is tragic. Because in no universe in any political spectrum that you could imagine uh, would Joe Biden have been elected president of the United States. He never, he's never gotten more than 1% of his party's backing in all the years when he's run for president three times and all the years that he's run for president, he's never gotten more than 1%. And, and, if it was not for uh, Clyburn, James Clyburn, South Carolina, he wouldn't have. He wouldn't be. He would. Bernie Sanders would be the. Well, he would not be. I think that I don't know. They may have stolen it for Bernie too. They were just that desperate to get it all back. Yeah, they may have stolen it for Bernie too. I wouldn't be surprised if they would not have stolen it for Bernie too. And so that is the Joe Biden that you have. This is the biggest shyst, the biggest heist that you have ever witnessed in certainly American politics. There might have been bigger thefts. I don't think there. Had, I don't think there is. I don't think there is a bigger theft that has happened than the presidency of, of, of the greatest nation on the face of the, pres- of the, face of the earth. That's, that has to be the biggest heist that has ever occurred. I, I can't really think of anything else. And, and I know that all of you say, well, hey, he, 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 he's not accepting the fact that Joe Biden is president of the United States. No, I'm not. And I will never call him president of the United States until that vote has been audited. And so it's not going to be audited. And so I'm not going to recognize him as president. He will be Senator Biden 
uh, from now on. And if I should ever see him, I'll say Mr. Biden. Mr. Biden or Senator Biden. I will never refer to him as president. Why? Because, well, until a vote is audited, he's he's not. I don't care what they have said. Joe Biden did not get 80 million votes. It didn't happen. Joe Biden did not. I don't care what they are saying. Joe Biden did not get more votes in the inner city than Barack Obama got. And, and, and as I tweeted out, I tweeted this out yesterday. Black folks, you ought to be absolutely livid at how little and how low they really believe in and how stupid they think you are. Because they, they, you know, they, they really believe that you believe that Joe Biden got more black votes in inner city America than Barack Obama, the anointed one. You should be absolutely out of your minds, livid that they think you that stupid to believe that. You, you, you don't, you don't believe that, do you? Oh, really? No, you can't possibly believe that. You, yeah, I just don't believe that you believe that. There is no way that Joe Biden got more votes in the inner city America than, than Barack Obama got. There's just no way. And so, you know, as far as I'm concerned, unless it's audited, uh, because it's just too, it's just too, yeah, that's just too, that's just too much something for, uh, someone once said to me, uh, it's just so much don't make sense. And I guess that's that's one of the things that truly doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. 80 million votes. But, you know, we're on our way to um, that land where black folks are going to abandon the Democrat Party. I believe that's going to happen especially if he starts letting in all these undocumented in and the jobs that are there are gone. Crime, it's going to go up. Crime's going to go up because uh, people fleeing there, uh, fleeing uh, there probably are fleeing some type of legal something. Yeah. So and there might be somebody who was out of jail or uh, was about to be headed back. I don't know how the legal system works. They were just saying that we're not going to get. I don't I don't think your engineers and, are coming in. Not from Honduras. I don't think they're coming in. I don't think the engineers from Honduras are coming in. I don't think that we're going to be getting their best doctors in this horde uh, mass of people coming up I don't, I don't think we're going to get doctors I don't think um, there, there probably will be lawyers among them no doubt but I, I doubt doctors are going to be there might be a doctor or two you know but I, I don't think in mass that's, that's who's going to be among this seven to twelve thousand coming up no that's braving the desert and the heat and 
I don't think you're going to get their engineers and their doctors, you know, they're coming up here. Not in that crowd. And once this crowd does get in and they, they're going to get in, you know, all of you who are like sheep who have gone astray and, and, and voted the wrong way. <laughs> oh, you're going to receive the recompense of your error. And where were your, where, I want to know this. I, I, want, I want you to tell me this. Where do you think, where do you see your liberal friends being once the recompense of your error is realized? Where do you think they're going to be? I'll tell you where they're going to be. Let me tell you, let me tell you where they're going to be. They, my friends, are going to be enjoying their wealth. And you would have contributed to your own discomfort by going along with people who have been out of touch with you for years, literally years. The Hollywood elite, if they are the Hollywood elite, not, I'm not talking about just Joe and Mary's struggling actress. I'm not talking about those who still work at the restaurants and, you know, waiting tables. I'm not talking about them. You know, I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about those who have made it, made some money, some real money. The Hollywood elites that you listen to because you think somehow because they're Hollywood elites, they know what they're talking about. No, it's us who live the real lives. It's, it's us who live our real lives who know what we're talking about. Oh yeah, Rush Rush knows what it, what what it is to have lived a real life. Yeah, it wasn't glam and you know all that for him. So is so is Sean. And we still live real lives. Rush is facing reality. And he has contemplated eternity as we all have, but when you know that you know you're contemplating eternity and he has left his legacy with all of us. Yeah. Sean is, you know, going through what he's gone through and his marriage and all that kind of thing. You know, we face reality. Me, the loss of my wife and the valley, the dark darkness that I went through and have been through uh, since her passing away. We face reality. But so many of these Hollywood elites do not. I'll be back. I'll be back here in just a little bit with more of the C.L. Bryant show. So glad that all of you could come along with me on this journey as we build a bridge to conversation right here in America. I'll be back. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth So you clean me up inside You thought I was to die Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. 
concern to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always lend a helping hand. And for the flag I stand. Back with you on this great day in the USA. And I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. Thank you for coming along and thank you for being there with me as we build the bridge. I am looking forward to um, us talking together and being together here on in this year. Because I do believe that it is a year of incredible opportunity, even though it may not seem that way to you now. I'm telling you, it is. And uh, I believe that the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. And someone who understands that is uh, my next guest and friend, uh, Minister Vivian Childs. And I want her to share with us here today as well. The ABCs of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. As we celebrate and commemorate his life, um, iconic, legendary life of this modern day prophet that God gave to us. Uh, And I want to speak to her and welcome her back to the C.L. Bryant show right now. Help me welcome back uh, Vivian Childs. How are you? Glad to be back on the C.L. Bryant show. I am so blessed to be with you today. How are you doing? I'm doing really good, baby. And you know what? You know what? I, I, I really am looking forward to talking to you because I, I'm thinking that uh, there's so much that we need to be grateful for. And I know it's easy to look at the, the stuff that we can cry and, you know, slosh around about and all that. But 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 you and I have come a, a mighty long way in this country. You, you and I remember what it was and what it is. And we should be grateful. Talk to us about the gratefulness. I'm telling you, and I am grateful. And you know what, though? What the really good part about all this is, and I preached about it even yesterday. I thought we are better than what we are seeing. But you know what the best part is? We don't have to answer to God for nobody's sins but our own. And that what carries me forward each and every day. Amen to that. Amen to that. And I do believe that is what Dr. King was all about, too. Uh, Vivian Childs is my special guest. And uh, I do want you, Minister Childs, uh, to share with us something that you did, in fact, write. And it is called the ABCs of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Jr. And it was read. At the MLK celebration, January 17th in 2016. Reverend Childs, uh, Minister Childs, if you would share with us this poem. Okay, and I'm going to give you some excerpts from it, and I'm going to start by saying, just as the work and words of our Lord still lives, so does the work 
and the words of Dr. Martin Luther King still resonate in the hearts of many. He, A, advanced the civil rights movement. He, B, brought about a change that transcended years of racism. He, C, captured an audience of nations. He, D, delivered one of the greatest speeches ever to be spoken. He, E, elevated minority communities to heights like no other. He, F, fostered the voices of unsung heroes. He, G, gained national attention concerning injustices in our country. He, H, huddled ministers, lawyers, doctors, and students under one umbrella. He, I, incited a nonviolent movement that achieved unity and results. He, J, joined hands with black men, white men, Jews, and Gentiles. He, K, kept it real, organized, and stamped out laws that would change history that was necessary for us all. He, L, left his mark, even though it cost him his life. He, M, manifested hope love, determination, and possibilities. He in nurtured an undeniable feeling of righteousness. He, oh, offered up his life so that we could enjoy the freedom that was granted to all men, women, and children through the Constitution of these United States of America. And I'm going to go down. He, W, walked with people like Rosa Parks, Hosea Williams, college students, and yes, people like you and me. He, X, X'd out fear and sold in love and triumph. He, Y, yelled out, let freedom ring. And he, Z, zipped the lips of many that used words to anger, belittle, and destroy the soul. And instead, zeroed in on the lips the same song like, we shall overcome and I ain't gonna let nobody turn me around. Free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty. We are free at He zeroed in on that. He zeroed in on that. Thank you so much, Vivian. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you so much for that. And now, Vivian, let me ask you this. Vivian Childs, Minister Vivian Childs is my special guest uh, here today in MLK, a celebration of uh, the iconic civil rights leader. Martin Luther King, and of course, uh, remembering the accomplishments, and she and I have been talking about how grateful we are. But Vivian, there's a reality that we're facing uh, right now, and that reality is uh, that's life after Donald Trump, and uh, the Lord is still sovereign, uh, but there's socialists now that have taken over our government. And and Vivian, is it more now a time for us to look toward the hills at which cometh our help? Do are the churches are going to start filling up? Are, what type of what what are we going to see uh, as far as people are reacting to what's coming about right now? I think an awakening, as they, we used to call it, a shaking in yes. the head. Yes. But you know what? Not, but the only thing that I have and that you have and others is that we stood by principle. And a platform that, to me, God was okay with. And those principles and that platform still remains, no matter who's in office. Amen to that. And, you know, folks, uh, as uh, a friend of mine and I were talking the other day, he said, well, CL, regardless of who's president, we got to get up and go to work tomorrow anyway. And so and I said, yeah, man, you know, you're right. We got to do, we got to do that. And so uh, that's no question about it. And Vivian, as we move down our American path, I want to wish you uh, well. And I want to say God bless and keep you. How do people get in touch with you if they want to uh, get you to a place where they are? VivianChild.com. I kept it real simple. VivianChild.com. 
Vivian.com. Vivian. They can go there. They can inbox me. There are things about me. VivianChiles.com. VivianChiles.com. Thank you so much for sharing with us. And, Vivian, I'll talk to you soon. Michelle and I will have you on real soon. But God bless you and God keep you is my prayer for you. Thank you, and keep it real. Keep it real. Thank you. Thank you. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show, Keeping It Real. And that was my friend, uh, colleague, Vivian Childs, and um, Black Voices for Trump director, uh, Harrison. Harrison Floyd was on with me a little bit earlier. And then at the uh, first hour of the show, I had on with us on this um, MLK Day, um, this federal holiday that I don't think Dr. King would have ever thought would happen uh, in his day. Uh, there's no way that he could have thought it. Uh, but I had his niece, uh, the Reverend Doctor herself, uh, Alveda King, was on with me. And uh, if you don't get both hours of the C.L. Bryant Show, be sure to go and download um, free the C.L. Bryant Show app. And there you can listen to all of the shows that are archived there uh, for your consumption. Speaking of consumption, Americans are soon going to uh, be a nation of nothing more than consumers. And what I am concerned about is that we may be suckling at the teat of the Chinese if Biden, his son, Kamala Harris, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, the squad, and American athletes who sell themselves out to the Chinese because of the money. Uh, We may be suckling at that Chinese teat. Not too many days hence. And uh, yes, we, 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 we're got to, I don't know what kind of damage we can do and in, in, uh, they can do in two years. Harrison doesn't think the same they can do a whole bunch. And I certainly hope that that is true. I certainly hope that that is true. Alvita's, um, Quoted as saying, uh, Newsmax.com, my uncle taught that people must learn to live together. And yes, we do. But that is not the atmosphere. That is not the climate that Joe Biden and the rest of the folks uh, that he is sweeping in with him have. And I am saying to you, if this mob that's down at the border, if 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 you're going to let people into this country, poor people, I don't care. You name your stripe, red, yellow, black, white, whatever you are. Poor people in this country, oh, you may be working at the the restaurant now for this kind of money. You won't be working at it long because there's somebody that can save that restaurant that has suffered through coronavirus money. And that's the person who will work for it less than you, for a couple of dollars less than you, under the table. You know what's going to happen? People are going to start snitching on folks. People are going to start telling folks, well, I know that, you know, Mr. Johnny over there, he's got uh, six, seven folks working for him back there. 
and they don't even speak English. But they, they get to work. They know what they know what to do as far as the work is concerned. And people can be ratting folks out. There can be churches that uh, take them in and hide them and all this kind of stuff. And uh, and, 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 and folks, we we are. <laughs> It, it cannot even be discussed. It, it cannot even be uh, mentioned in clarity with real relevance. Just how messed up this is about to be. Now, you can believe me or not, but I am telling you, this is about to be bad and it's going to take us who are diligent steadfast unmovable and always abounding in the work of he who has sent us in my case it's Christ the captives still need to be set free In every generation, we are called upon to set the captives free. That's what I attempt to do in whatever it is, whether it's a friend, a relationship, whatever. If there's bondage there, I try to set them free. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show, and I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with me as we have built the bridge to conversation here today. I hope something was said um, that might have helped you along your way. And I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day, and I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again my heartfelt desire is that god will bless and keep you all